0: Hi, this is Elliot Fishman and welcome to the November 2020 CTSS quiz. This is a November to remember because we will remember the year we did not have an RSNA I know it's going to be virtual, but that's not RSNA. Anyway, we got 10 great cases and let's take a look. This patient has cough and fever and hematuria. What's the best diagnosis? You can tell I'm trying to tell you something. The patient has chest symptoms and kidney symptoms. You look at the images, this collapse of the left upper lobe and this thickening of the left main stem bronchus. Now you could think about a lung cancer perhaps with infiltration or some other malignancy. You also need to think about some of the vasculitis. So when you look at the choices, this is not pneumonia and it's not COVID pneumonia. This is not a foreign body. This was Wegner's granulomatosis. So I made it very easy for you. Wegner's There's a range of appearances in the lung. Patients often can have multi-system involvement including hematuria. So just a very nice example of narrowing of the left upper lung bronchus, narrowing of the left main stem bronchus due to Wegner's granulomatosis. This patient had high calcium fatigue and memory loss and I asked for the best diagnosis. When you look at the images you see a one centimeter nodule anterior metastinum which on the cinematic rendering beautifully sits near the innominate vein and near the ascending aorta when you think about this you got to think about what goes in that area well it could be a thymoma it could be a small lymph node those are the two things that i think about the most and when you look at my choices lung cancer i don't see a cancer but it could be a node for that i guess in theory I mentioned thymoma, anterior metastinum is the location of choice. And lymphoma, though, in a one-syndromean node is going to be unlikely. But this is enhancing as well, and the patient had a high calcium and fatigue and memory loss. That's a very good history for a patient with a parathyroid adenoma. Now, most parathyroid adenomas occur in the neck. But if you don't find it in the neck, you gotta look in the mediastinum because they can occur from the hilum on up. And this was a beautiful example of an ectopic parathyroid adenoma that was resected. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, when you look at the image, you first look at the image on your left and you see decreased enhancement of a portion of the kidney. So you're thinking about infarct versus infection. But when you look at the CT angio, you see that the renal artery is pruned and the branch vessels are cut off. That's a classic example of vessel occlusion and renal infarction. Polynephritis can give you decreased enhancement, but not the vascular component. This is not transitional cell carcinoma, and this is not renal cell carcinoma. A beautiful example of a renal infarct. The most likely diagnosis for the mast and the hilum of the spleen is Well, let's look at the mass. It's vascular, but most importantly, its enhancement looks identical to the spleen on arterial phase imaging with a moray pattern. On venous phase imaging, it washes out, and is hypodense looking identical to the spleen. Well, we always make the point that if something looks like the spleen early and late, that it's probably the spleen. And so the answer here is an accessory spleen. Lymphoma can occur in that region, but it's not going to be vascular. Pancreatic adenocarcinoma is hypovascular as well. So what about a neuroendocrine tumor? The differential is often neuroendocrine tumor versus accessory spleen. And the way you can tell things apart is that, A, neuroendocrine tumors are usually more vascular, but also the moray pattern and the matching of the splenic enhancement with the accessory spleen. That makes life very easy. The most likely diagnosis in this case, you see a lesion within the uh, antrum of the stomach that's vascular. There's no doubt about it. I see no adenopathy. I see nothing else. So what could this be? I've seen polyps on a stalk that are vascular. I guess it could be a polyp. GIST tumors usually aren't that vascular, but they can be vascular, particularly in small bowel, but occasionally stomach. And pancreatic arrests, which are vascular, can occur in the antrum, the most commonly they're in the duodenum. This, in fact, however, was a gastrocarcinoid tumor. Those occur in the stomach. They're often small and vascular. They'll be resected. The patient will do fine. Carcinoid tumors in small bowel, large bowel, colon, and esophagus are all often hypervascular. So in this case, there really is no wrong answer. But the answer I liked best was the gastrocarcinoid tumor. The least likely diagnosis in this case is... You see a over 10 centimeter cystic lesion by the tail of the pancreas. Now, one can argue and say, am I sure it's pancreas? Maybe it's spleen. Maybe it's adrenal. The truth is, you could argue for that, but I didn't give you any choices but pancreatic lesions. Cystic lesion and rim enhancement, what could it be? could be a neuroendocrine tumor. That's a good possibility, very vascular. Serous adenomas can be vascular, compressed vessels, and be cystic, obviously they are. And cystic neoplasms are cystic, can be large, great location, but a little bit too much enhancement. The one thing this is not gonna be is adenocarcinoma. Those lesions are hypovascular, minimal vascularity, solid. So that's the answer, the least likely diagnosis. And yes, by the way, this was a neuroendocrine tumor. The least likely diagnosis in this case. While I see two very large kidneys with lack of cortical medullary differentiation, the kidneys both function, but I think when I look at them and describe them, they're infiltrated. So my lymphoma is a great choice, and this was actually lymphoma, by the way. But acute renal injury from dehydration or even some chemotherapies are possibilities, drug reaction with some degree of renal shutdown is indeed a possibility. The one thing this is not is a normal kidney. Normal kidneys have cortical medullary differentiation that is not as large, they not diffusely infiltrated. This is a wonderful example of lymphoma. The most likely diagnosis in this case is, you look and you see a soft tissue mass infiltrating into the root of the mesentery. It's low density. Well, could it be a lymphangioma? The answer is yes, and in fact, this is a lymphangioma. Lymphangiomas can be cystic, they can be low density, they can be infiltrating. Mesenteritis gives you a hazy mesentery, it's not this appearance. Lymphoma is solid. This is not solid. And liposarcomas are fat density and they can go into the retroperitoneum. So I guess theoretically 100%, I couldn't exclude liposarcoma but the appearance, the model density, the low density, all favors a lymphangioma, which this indeed was. Just a wonderful example of that. The least likely diagnosis in this case is, well, there's a large cystic lesion. Now, I have to scratch my head a bit and say, well, is this pancreatic? If it's pancreatic, then I'm thinking of a serous adenoma. I'm thinking of lymphoepithelial cyst, maybe an unusual MCN could this be duodenum? Maybe it's a duplication cyst. Could this be off the adrenal like a big cyst? Could this be coming off the stomach like a duplication or if a duodenum being a duplication cyst? There are a number of possibilities. When you look at this, I'm asking for the least likely diagnosis. Big cystic mass, lymphangioma, you saw a case previously. I showed you it's low density, but lymphangiomas can be cystic. And in fact, this was a very unusual lymphangioma. serous cystadenoma, great possibility, as is a duplication cyst, likely duodenum. So all those are possibilities. And As I mentioned, this was a lymphangioma, but lymphoma is not going to be the diagnosis because lymphoma is solid. Lymphoma can be somewhat cystic or low-density post-therapy, not this large. So great case. This case, patients post op with fever, what's the best diagnosis? You see a large mass and bowel is draped around it. First thought you have always is an interloop abscess. But then you look more carefully at the image on your left and you swear I've seen this before. Well, you look, there's a lot of swirls there. I guess you could think about an abscess, but it's very well defined, but sometimes abscesses are, particularly interloop abscesses. Recurrent tumor, I guess you need to think about it, but it was soon post-op. It's surely not an interception. What this is, is the CT appearance of a retained foreign body. And this was a sponge. Yes, the the count of sponges was normal. We always see normal counts when a needle or a sponge is left behind. But just a beautiful example of a retained foreign body, which was a towel. So... With that, I've given you 10 absolutely terrific cases, 10 cases that will help you forget all about the RSNA till hopefully November, 2021. And with that, have a great day. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctss.com for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.